Hi, my name is PK from Almost Inevitable Design, and this is a $2.4 million podcast where we talk about web design, web development, and WordPress. Just a heads up, I might be using a bit of a profanity at times, which is why I checked on the explicit tag. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you left me a good rating on iTunes and Spotify. And if you have any questions, feel free to come down to almostinevitable.com and leave me a comment. Also, if you have any friends who need to hear this shit, go ahead, recommend it, and share it. Okay, this is actually my second time recording this because I sort of freaked out looking at the recording, uh, the, the, you know, the volume bars, but it's fine. It turned out to be fine, but I didn't want to edit it, so I'm starting over. That's fine, like six minutes of me talking about Sepultura, that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to talk about them again. All right, so this, this episode is uh, episode 45. It's titled Sarcastic Existence, and that is such a good title, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's off of Sepultura's third album from 1989, um, Beneath the Remains, which is also a very uh, cool album. It was back when, before they got into their new groove, the soul-fi style groove, um, but... Yeah, it's when, when they started off like thrash and death metal um, and back when the Cavalera brothers were there. Uh, like, you know, if you know Sepultura, they're like the Pantera of Brazil. Although, I'm pretty sure that they were there before, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, Pantera started in 1981 no no pantera is 1981 sepultura is 1984 there you go so sepultura is the pantera of brazil no i, I don't know doesn't i don't know if people said that they might because it's just brothers that's the only reason why i'm saying that i know but anyways later they changed they've they've sort of changed their music quite a bit and it's become they they're very influential and important in heavy metal but um this album was like when they were starting off and th like the lyrics, they're not as, it's not as, it's more direct and just a bit of um sort of direct barking <laughs> as opposed to like uh, melody or lyrical or rhythmic. It's just, yeah, it's very different back then. Uh, anyways, Sepultura is still going strong. I don't know if you knew that, but they're still going strong. Everybody, all the band members have changed. So there's no founding members still left. That is known as um i'm not sure if it's paradox is it a paradox um thought experiment called the ship of theseus and that's if you change everything one by one does it still mean the same is it that it's the same thing like the ship of theseus is supposed to be a famous ship that was um, kept in in a harbor as a museum in the as a museum piece, but then the wooden parts began to rot and they were replaced by new ones. Then after a century, every part has been replaced. So is the restored ship the same object as the original? Yeah, right. So that's what happened to Sepultura, pretty much. None of their um, founding members are there. ACDC still has what? Angus Young, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there you go, right? So anyways, they still have Paulo Jr. who's who's been with the band since like the second album or something or like 1985 or something. So 
That's fine. I think that's fine. The, their bassist has been with, with band like for almost the whole time, so I think that's fine. But anyways, it's just a cool thing that you can think about. And Ship of Theseus is is pretty cool if you talk about it. You know, yeah, good topic. <laughs> okay, so. Um, Oh yeah, by the way, yeah, so they have their new album. They're, they have a new album that came out this year. Different vocalist, really good, and um, I really like them a lot. So I've been on like the Sepultura binge for a few days just listening to all their albums. Because they've been around for 36 years, so they have a lot of albums. Um, that's not important though. So what we're going to so talk about, today we're going to talk about um, SEO, which is why um, sarcastic existence will make sense, okay? So before we get into the, the, the actual topic, just a little bit about SEO. And oh, before that, I need to, I might have to talk about, ah, doesn't matter. Anyways, um, <laughs> what do I mean? Well, I mean, um, I was gonna say, I have like a few presentations, a presentation and an interview going. I've got a lot of cool stuff happening. So I'm very excited about that, but it's not important. I mean, I can put that up on my Facebook that nobody checks, so. There you go. Fine. That's fine. Um, so let's get into um, the topic for today. Now, before we get into that, like I said, uh, we'll talk a little bit about SEO. Um, I am covering SEO for a while now, and the thing is, I do not technically offer SEO itself as a package, or a package like the service, or social media management, like social media ad management, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't offer that as a service. Now, do I know how to do them? Yes. Do I think I can do it better than some people out there? Yes. People who are getting paid? Yes. I think I can do a better job than a lot of people out there getting paid. But I just don't like working on things where if I fail, I might be held accountable. <laughs> Now, do I not like being held accountable? No, I'm fine with that. But I don't like playing with... Um, I don't like going on hunches is what I want to say, I guess. Because, you know, like if I'm developing or maybe designing, if I'm putting things together and if the client likes it, that's good. If they don't like it, change it, right? Show me what you want. I'll change it, for example, if it's design. Even if it's something as abstract as design, that can that can happen. If it's development, if the code works, it works. And, there, and the codes that I use, I understand what I'm doing, so it should work. If it doesn't, I'll find why it's not working, and I'll fix it, and it'll work, you know? So, yeah, I can be held accountable. I don't care. I know how to make it work. But let's say I have a theory on something, like you know what, you gotta do this. Like, let's let's do your Facebook marketing and target these guys and do this. That'll trigger them, you know, that'll make them click and stuff. It's hard. And I do have theories, and I think those theories are mostly good, and I've also seen good results from that, but I just don't like answering to people, like some dickhead clients, <laughs> dickheads, all dickhead clients well all clients no eh. anyways I don't want I don't like answering to dickheads who are like well I said spent this much money and I don't get the return on investment like yeah I just don't like answering to that 
Like, what am I gonna say? Well, people didn't click, you know? I mean, I could take a step back and say like, I don't care, but I don't know. I just don't like working knowing that that's something that can happen, which is why I don't offer SEO or um, ad management as a service. I do advise on that and people do listen and they've gotten good results and I think that I'm right on a lot of things but I just don't like getting paid for it because yeah all right now um so just so the reason why I mentioned that is just because I wanted to um, get that out in the open and just explain where I'm at and pretty much what I'm saying about SEO and as you can tell we're probably going to go into a little bit of social media um, but a lot of SEO is what I've seen based on what I've seen and ideas that I have um, but and, and of course also which are supported by actual articles that I've read and stuff you know from reputable sources but you know it's sort of it's a lot of the stuff that I am mentioning and will mention sort of goes against the grain of not all the time but some parts go against the grain on a lot of um, things that people normally do okay last week we talked about I talked about um, how a lot of the SEO agencies, the crappy SEO agencies, I keep saying crappy because I just want to, you know, make sure that the people that I think are doing a bad job are actually the crappy ones. So a lot of the crappy SEO agencies, they um, focus too much on things that I think are not as relevant as they think it is. Um, and we're going to slowly go into, you know, how to, what I think to get better SEO and right now for this episode the reason why it's called sarcastic existence is because um, I think having a blog a useless blog is fucking stupid it is fucking stupid all right it should help blogs really do help but it's just the way that they're doing it is just fucking stupid all right now oh so it's just so stupid now the thing is a lot of people's a lot of people their hearts in the right place their heart is in the right place tell me if you've seen this or tell me if you do this I'm sorry but let's get into this all right Let's say you are a WordPress design agency or web design agency, graphic design agency that offers WordPress or whatever else, Squarespace, whatever, right? And you have a new agency website, you started your new website and you're like, all right, let's let's get this thing on the, this, let's get this show on the road. Let's find, you know, let's let's start a blog. I heard that blogs are great for SEO and one of the first five blog posts one of the first five blog posts is why wordpress is better than squarespace or wix something like that comparison of wordpress 
and Wix. Why SSL is important. D did that trigger you? Have you seen that somewhere? I've seen that on pretty much every crappy, every crappy agency blog. <laughs> and the thing is, if you type in comparing Wix and WordPress into Google, you get close to 300,000 results. Why is SSL important? You get 598 million results on why SSL is important. So, do you think that blog post is going to help with SEO? Fucking no. Of course not. Fuck no. It is not going to get you any SEO. I fucking guarantee you that. You know, people see, so this is this so this is the topic for today. A lot of people spend some time and time is money, so some time and money on writing blog posts to help their SEO. And this I've seen a lot happen a lot for a lot of clients and um, agencies. A lot of people have a very crappy blog and that is what I'm calling a sarcastic ex existence. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the lyrics, but that's what that's just what I'm going to call it because that title sarcastic existence is so cool, isn't it? It is so cool. So, yeah. Most people's blogs sarcastic existence. Why? Because they mo well I'm just, I'm just going to say most, or they always, they usually, but you know, it just applies to the ones that are doing that in a way that I think is wrong. All right. So just, just, yeah, I try to, I try to speak in a safe way just to not paint everybody with the same brush, but you know what I mean? Like people that, uh, that this applies to, this is basically what I'm saying. Okay. Um, those people, when they write that blog, they probably go up to like they they google what to write about or it's basically a manifesto for themselves now some people might say yeah well that those those blog posts are important for me because i use the url i send it to my clients and they can have a read okay how is that any better than explaining it to them or putting it in a document, you know, or having it on a page. Why is that a blog post? See, these people, and I know this applies because I've been on that, on the other side, on the, on the writing side, on the publishing side as well. I've made, I've written, I've had stupid blog posts. I've had dumbass shit blogs and websites like, like, of service where I want to advertise and I wrote, started writing a blog post to do that. And these blog posts are all pretty much the same shit. And it gets no fucking SEO because nobody cares about the same thing that everybody else is saying. See, that's the thing. Um, and, uh, and then you end up not doing it after six months. Six months, I'll give it, you know, six months is good. 
Um, might give it a year, but yeah. You don't, and also, if the company's running, nobody's gonna sit and start writing that shit, you know? It has to be good, and it has to be promoted, but it's not, okay? See, the thing is, what you do need is a blog post that is good and a blog post that is promoted, <laughs> you know? And also, later, later on, we can talk about things like evergreen content, right? Like content that will be important even in the long run, you know? Not like update type blog posts or really short-term posts, but you know, content that stays with you. But that's that's the thing. Most of these dumbass blog posts are just manifestos. And none, some of them are not even, don't even have any content. They're like, hey, we worked with this person and it was great. What the fuck? What fucking use is that? What fucking use is that? <laughs> like... We work with this person and this is what we did. Who fucking cares? Like, all right, so what What? What will they get out of it? <laughs> Nothing. Who's gonna be searching? Who works with this company? No one, no one does that, all right? So let's think about the point of SEO. Why do you have SEO? Local SEO, most likely, if you're like, uh, we're, I'm just talking about agencies at this point, but it can be anything. Like at work, I, I make websites for a lot of property developers. And for them also, local SEO is important. Um, agencies, local SEO is also very important. Um, so yeah, those kind of things, right? Now, the blog post that I've seen being published, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even, specifying which client or which development or whatever it's I'm just saying not just that but even looking around at other people's websites and stuff if a development or whatever or a company has a blog like I said most of the time you don't even get to see more than six and it's usually dead after a while and even the ones that you see are, like I said, usually manifestos or maybe important news concerning like a new change in law or something in that industry. Sometimes it's good, but most of the times it's not because where did they get that info for the news? They got it from another, usually blog, surprisingly, or a news agency, right? And that means that a lot of times they're just copy-pasting the content. And copy-pasting content and having duplicate content is not a problem. You can actually attribute the original content so you won't get any penalties. But what's the use then? What is the use, right? So that that's the thing. A lot of people just really have no idea how to use a blog to help them or leverage, help them leverage SEO. So let's think of some creative ways of actually addressing that problem, okay? 
now um seo is basically answering people's questions and we talked about this before because it's because sorry it's because that's what google is doing google is trying to find the answers to people's questions that's it and that is also why listings do really well for seo right listings um like if you're looking for let's say a three-bedroom apartment in whichever area and you type that in it's hard to get actual businesses or building administrators um, developments to pop up in the search what you normally get are those real estate listings they get the best results why because people not only stay on those websites the most that is actually the best answer I've seen this analogy not analogy I've seen this example or anecdote no analogy, no not ah, example or explanation somewhere um, and that that really stuck with me it's like if you look up the best pizza place in New York I don't know I don't know because I haven't been to New York in a few decades so so I don't know but um, if you look that up right best pizza place in New York you're gonna get a listing like a list of places to visit for pizza rather than one person's pizza restaurant does that make sense yeah because the person who is looking for that the the better answer for them is not this one website that has a bunch of meta keywords stuffed into it but a list where they can go and check out maybe seven places and they're and they're like oh i like this and it gives them a much better experience so of course google doesn't google wants to show those rather than someone's personal website you know so that's pretty much the state of things all right and that's that's why whenever you search for larger generic terms you pretty much get like those big big wigs with those lists and listings you know so what can you do if you want to leverage local SEO and try to find you know niche things to answer and use that to get better organic traffic for your website you know well you got to I think um, one important thing. Oh, all right. There's. This is. Um, I'm actually explaining a lot here. All right. Thank you for sticking around for 20 fucking minutes. Um, I I think there are a few different approaches that you can take. Um, I have a. I have a sort of a, like, approach that I take. One of them that I think is important is make sure you know exactly who and what you're writing for all right who are you writing for and it's not just like hey you business owner in this area no no not, not like that and also no no stupid manifestos that just say stuff like oh because we live in this area we know what the people are like no 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 that's that's also pretty stupid 
um, it's a little better than before. It's a little better than three reasons why WordPress is better than Wix. It's better than that, but it's still not going to be as laser focused and useful to the people reading it. Okay, the thing is, you need to have content that is actually fucking useful. All right, it has to be fucking useful for people, useful enough that if they see that post and if they read it, if they start reading it, they're like, oh shit, this is so useful for me. This speaks to me. And they will want to share it. Once they start sharing it, that's how you get your organic traffic. And once you get that organic traffic, like I said, because you have a very specific audience, if you hit that right audience and if that audience starts sharing it, they'll be sharing it with probably like-minded, similar situated people. And if that happens, then Google, because Google tracks everyone and because Facebook tracks everyone, they know what kind of people are going to that blog post. And when they do, that they think that's a really good post, I guess, a really good post to suggest to people who are in either a similar situation or are asking similar questions. We're asking a question that those people need answers to. All right, so it has to be very focused. It has to be very specific and it actually should fucking help. Okay, so let's come up with some ideas, all right? Now, I, like I said, I'm not saying this is like the answer. Every situation is different and every business is different every post is different it's all different but let's take some crappy ideas and try to make it a little better all right all right now let's take this stupid idea why ssl is important all right why is ssl important type that into google you get almost half you get over half a billion results all right like fucking hell over half a billion results so how do you make that at least in any way better, all right? You're not gonna get number one spot for this anytime soon, all right? You're not gonna get that anytime soon. The first result, the AMP result I get, the feature snippet result is sslshopper.com. And the second one is sslrenewals.com. And then third is medium wow medium is doing so well because they have all the content so those are the three results you see on the front page at top of the, the google search results and that's where everybody's going to go so they're not going to go to your page right but you, what you could do is you can write something that will um trigger or um identify with a reader in your area and they will at least start sharing it with their friends maybe social media if you're lucky or at least tag other people who are related or who should identify with that content okay so let's say um, there's a okay so this even when we're talking about SSL um, and this actually does not always 
have uh, always have um, is always related to SSL. But what happened once in the past was um, a company's a client's website was hacked, and it was actually hacked on the server side, not through WordPress. You can have like fucking WordPress, WordFence, Security Press, or whatever, like whatever you have. You can have all of that and still would have been hacked 100%. Why? Because it was whoever fuckface on the same server, because it was on a shared server, um, had malware and that just went, wreaked havoc on the whole server. Now, some people might say, that's, that's why you don't use shared servers. Well, shared servers still work well and they're very good for the price and um, a lot of clients are fine with it. And also shared servers have, some of them have very good security, so it's fine. It's fine, all right? It's fucking fine. The thing is, Net Registry in Australia, I don't know if it's worldwide, I think at least I go there with the .com.au, I haven't been there in a long time because this shit happened a few years ago, but Net Registry sucked. They fucking sucked. And uh, their support was bad as well. And the thing is, the, our client's website was hacked, and that was the first time I actually got to see fucking porn, you know, in an office setting, in a professional setting, because that 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 just happened. The whole website was gone. They got fucking porn on it, and they, and another thing, like a few weeks later, um, same thing happened. The site was gone, and then a credit card, um, credit card payment page suddenly popped up. And if you if you log on to the server, what you can see is that the whole the whole website everything is just fucking gone. It's just all gone, and they uploaded just a bunch of um, HTML and JavaScript just to do credit card payments for some reason, and also redirecting to porn for in some cases. And then this happened to like three clients in the span over the span of a few months, just all of a sudden, and we're like, all right, we're done with Netflix, Net uh, Net Registry. Fuck those guys, and we went to a different company, Ventra IP. We went to Ventra IP. It's a, it's an Australian uh, hosting company, and I really like them. They're they're pretty good with everything. Anyways, so that that should happen. So that's actually really 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 good content, you know. And if told in an interesting way, entertaining way, or at least a very relatable way concerning people who clients who are in this area then at least some people will be like oh my friend has a website with this company or my friend has a website or i've heard of these guys because they're in my area this is what happened to them or even if you have to hide their names but you know if, if you if they were hacked and if you rebuilt their website it looks fine now then that's fine I don't think there's anything wrong with saying this company was hacked because the hosting company was bad, you know? So if you use real names, real uh, client names, not client names, client companies, I think that'll be fine. Even if it's not, at least if you're, you know, sort of pinpointing or, or zeroing in on a specific uh, business company, like hosting company and all that kind of stuff, it's relatable. It's relatable. So, for example, if if you 
I see a lot of people talking about SiteGround, how SiteGround is great. Um, and, and I agree, SiteGround is solid, right? But if someone says, um, you know what, my website on SiteGround, my whole server, everything just got deleted and all I got was porn all day, um, <laughs> which, which might help during quarantine, but that's not what we want, right? So um, they say that, right? And that is gonna cost, think about how much shit that's gonna cause in the Facebook groups, on forums, a lot of people who like uh, SiteGround are just gonna jump in and say, no, no. And a lot of people are gonna be like, yes. You know, like there's gonna be so much stuff happening from that. And people are gonna be like, well, you should be using shared servers. I run a VPS, like, yeah, right, so what? And all that stuff's gonna happen. It's gonna cause a lot of commotion. And if you can tap into that, it relates to that person who's reading it and it just triggers them or identifies with them. It doesn't always have to be negative, right? But if it if they identify with that, it's gonna keep perpetuating the the discussion or the you know socialness of it. So those kind of content is way better. All right. Um, here's another idea. I'm gonna you know here's another idea on how to do that if you're not going local. Another idea that you can do is if you run Google Analytics, there is a part called affinity interests, which means the person who visited my website also is interested in these other things. All right, that's, that's the main idea. The person who is interested in this website is interested in these other things. For example, um, my wife my wife's website is about uh, is 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 a lecture website. It teach it, it sells courses to students who want to study a study for and prepare for a specific test. And that's what she does. She teaches test prep, and that's the website that I made for her. So we run analytics on our website, and we get a lot of grad school students or um, college seniors. Uh, visiting the website and that's who we target right uh, for our ads and uh, when they come to the website we have we because we look at the Google Analytics what what we get are things like like I said affinity interests which a lot of times affinity interests are not very useful they just say like interested in TV and movies yeah like fucking everyone is right so that doesn't help that much. But if you look, if you really go down into it, and if you look at very specific things, and also very specific things, also the, the categories where um, the page interactions or the page clicks, um, like this, the bounce rate is low. There are some very specific categories of people that really dig your content. They really like it. So they stay on the website more, they click through things more, they read more. Find which categories they are and then write your content or target with your ads those people. Like here's an example, um, wife's website gets um, people who are interested in green technology. What? That is so interesting, isn't it? Because we teach she teaches um, students who 
want to prepare for, like I said, grad school. Oh, I didn't say that, I guess. Grad school tests. And so these are all, we're all targeting, all, our, all her ads target grad school students. Well, undergrad students or doing their masters who want to go for whatever or do want, who want to do another masters, but usually undergrads like bachelor students who need a masters or a PhD. So they need to take a test called the GRE to go to um, grad school in the States. Um, and they, so for some reason, a lot of them, the ones that are interested in green technology stayed on the website way more than the other people. So we started targeting those people, right? And that really helps pump up the numbers and people actually stay even longer. So then that blog post that actually targeted them was very successful, okay? That's like you can find very specific people and then make content for those very specific people and get really good results because you are speaking directly to them. Now, that's what I think blogs should be doing and that's what I think um, that's why I think because they're not doing this, they end up having absolutely no results from their blogs and that's why they give up in six months and then it becomes a sarcastic existence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I can talk about this for a long time and I just, tr I'm trying not to talk about really specific things, but yeah. Um, think about that, go through your analytics, and think about what you can do to actually target the people that you really want on your website. And, and also, once you write a blog post, just fucking spend a few dollars and run it through Facebook, you know? Just, just put it in front of people. There's no other way people are gonna share it for you, you know? So just put it in front of people, and once, if, if you get any any comment, just reply, and it'll keep getting better interactions. And people will click through. And once they click through, they'll be tracked. <laughs> so that's that's how you keep your blogs going, okay? If, if you have a group, share it to that group. Don't spam, but share it to that group. If you have, um, or just put up ads and do that. Now, we'll talk more about social ads later, but that's, I think, the best approach that you can start taking. That's a good starting point that you can take for your blogs and slowly get better SEO, which means you will get better organic traffic. Yep. All right. I think um, I think that's enough. I think we'll talk more about this in the next uh, episode and stuff. And we'll keep going with this. All right. And this whole thing will sort of make sense the more we go and it will have more ideas being thrown in and it'll just become like this whole strategy, I hope. All right, I'm sorry I can't talk too specific, but um, it will make sense once you start thinking in this way, okay? All right, so. All right, hey guys. Um, I was going to sign off and finish and publish this post, but um, this morning, just this morning, I started while well, I was working 
and this just turned up like um i'm not gonna like i said i'm not gonna i'm trying not to name names um although it's very <laughs> i really want to do that um but so there's this there's this agency uh it's not a design agency all right this is actually a company that provides provides um a crm for real estate okay and I go to their blog, I go to their website, right? And it looks okay, right? So that's not the, that's not the important thing though. Go to their blog and check out their blog, right? The last entry is December 5th of 2019. So yeah, so it's been a while. It's been over half a year. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, all right, that's 12. Uh, so they have three pages in the pagination. So there's 12 per, and then the last one has only one. So that's 24, 25 posts. And the dates are like early December, and then mid-November, another mid-November, early November. So three posts in November of 2019. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven posts in October 2019. So they've been trying to go at it real, real hard, right? And let's let's look at the first one. So the first one is uh, March 8th, 2019. So they started blogging on March 8th, 2019, and they fucking gave up. <laughs> they gave up on... Um, oh wait, wait, so March, they did, whoa, they did like one, two, three, four, five, five in March, and then nothing, and then September, they started blogging again. So they gave up last year in December. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. I mean, you get busy, whoever's writing the content or whoever's um, curating the content just got busy, year-end work, it's got busy, and then, you know, now there's nothing i mean no you never even think about writing like the most obvious thing like what to do with real estate in, in the pandemic you know you don't even have that so let's see what kind of titles they have how technology is disrupting the real estate industry top tech trends transforming the real estate industry how the best real estate agents use a crm database technology and the future of real estate the growth of real estate technology 10 real estate technology trends you can expect in 2020. Do these all sound pretty much the fucking same and manifesto-ish? Yeah, right? And let's see. I think they have a video in this one. There's a photo of a person. Nope. It's just a photo of a person. Nothing. Not even a video. The fuck is this? Who cares about a photo of a person? What the fuck is that? All right, so are they are is this helping their SEO? Well, if you put real estate CRM in, I use DuckDuckGo, but if you put it in DuckDuckGo, let's look at the first five. Number one, 28 best real estate CRMs in 2020. Number two, top five real estate CRM tools. See, lists, lists. Number three, best real estate CRM software, 2020 reviews. Number five, real estate CRM software, wise agent, actually 
shows up here, which is pretty awesome for a wise agent. And I'll leave, I'll open that and number five, number four, number five, the best real estate CRM for 20, 2019. Number six, eight best real estate CRM software for 2020. So on the first page that you can see, there's a one, two, three, four, five, six, and only one of them got into there. The rest are all lists. All right, let's look at Wise Agent. It looks very, very ugly and amateurish. What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? All right, why? Well, it looks like a, it looks like an amateur Divi website. What the hell is this? What? Look at all this ugly animation. What? Holy shit! All right, well. <laughs> How did they get into that top spot? What? All right, let's see. So their blog posts, um, share content leads and more to your brokerage or team with Wise Agent. Next up is Wise Agent CRM's real estate team solutions. It seems like most of them are just, they actually talk about their brand, about their product. Just fucking, just Wise Agent can do this. Just pretty much that's it. It's just fucking going in for that. And there's so many posts, like hundreds of posts. Not hundred. All right, let me just even, can't even count this shit. But yeah, there's so many posts. All right. Um, I don't even know if, they, if they're getting a lot of, um, what is it, hits. But I, I wouldn't be surprised because there's, um, they're at least in the top five, top six on DuckDuckGo, so we can check Google in a minute. And they have a video, huh? All right, let's look at that video. I'm not gonna watch the video. It's a three minute video. It's got 155 views, so not the best. Hmm. All right, well, at least they're on the top five. They're doing okay. Um, let's look at Google. Real estate CRM on Google. You have 51 million results. What? For real estate CRM, all right, number one on Google is best real estate companies 2020 from Steps. I guess there were, there, there's a few .com.au's because I'm I'm in Australia and that's, what, that's what's showing probably. If you do this yourself, you might get stuff in your area, but yeah. Um, let's see, Agent Box, good for them. Software Advice, that's, um, oh yeah. Agent Box is number one. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's really good for them. Agent Box, whoever they did, they're in number two. Software Advice is number three. Um, My Desktop, they actually got the next spot, so that's good. And then you get another list. Then you get another list, 28 best, best CRMs, the real estate CRM. So yeah, okay. All right, and and all the way down to uh, the first, uh, first page. So then we get, after that, we get the paginations, right? Um, how to select the best they're they're actually that's oh okay so elite agent is how to select the best right that's good for them there isn't that their own oh no I think yeah okay so they're they're actually in the top on the top page agent box let's see what they have here they have news let's look at blog closing the talent gap between you and the industry best all right, um, this looks like, this looks really ugly. But then again, they're not known for design. Um, not even a date on these guys, that's really bad. 
All right, uh, let's see what they got. Uh, they're trying, they're trying. Doesn't look very good. I don't think this is useful at all. Yeah, but I don't know how they got there. Maybe it's because they have other off-site stuff going on for them. But yeah, good for them. Um, so what I was getting to, getting back to that, in, um, that first, what is it, CRM company that I was talking about. Yeah, none of them, none of the results that I've seen mentioned them at all. All right, they're not on anyone's radar. All right, they're not getting that SEO. Um, do the ones that are on the first page get that SEO ranking from their blog? Some of them do, not all of them do. There's not many though. Most of them are all lists. And even the one that is not a list, the one that is on the top page, the first page with a blog post is actually sort of like a list. So what can we learn from this? First of all, you're doing blogs wrong most of the time. <laughs> that's that's first of all, you're doing blogs wrong. Second, your blog post, like I, this is the same shit that I keep saying, and it's it's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. Um, so first of all, um, most people are just doing blogs wrong if it's just a manifesto, all right. And they're not. You're not educating anyone, all right. It's either either go hard on your pitches with direct explanations and showcases of what you're actually doing that answers people's questions that will address people's problems or um, find something that is and I've said this before find something that is really specific and just keep this in mind it has to solve a problem all right somebody needs to be asking this question I don't see real estate agents saying what are the top tech trends transforming the industry in all caps, I don't see anybody saying that, right? And 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 it, <laughs> the best thing is if you go if you fucking go to this how technology is disrupting the most recent one, the one that was written in December last year. There's one comment, so I actually went and checked out the comment, and the comment is awesome post. Keep up the great work from someone with a with the username of SEO services. <laughs> It's just, yeah, <laughs> fuck that shit. That, this, this blog is useless. So they spent a lot of time um, trying to make a blog post blog that is not working for them at all. And it's just a waste of time and money by now. So these are things that they, not they, or yeah, these are things that people need to think about. And I think that a lot of people are approaching this wrong. So it takes a lot of time and a lot of brainstorming and a lot of, I think, lateral approaches. Because first of all, you're, it's, it's going to be hard to beat all those huge lists and review sites. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to find your very specific niche and very specific questions that that niche is asking and target that with your blog post and then get people coming in with ads and marketing. Yeah, so um, I'll probably talk more about this with more um, examples and stuff if I can, because <laughs> a lot of, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, we'll probably get, get more into this 
uh, later. But I just wanted to add this extra bit onto the end because just the next day that I recorded, like I see this shit every day. So yeah. Um, all right. So I'll just sign off again. All right. Have a great day. Uh, see you next week. Bye. Oh, by the way, just to clarify, I'm not saying that that website that I was looking at the blog, um, you know, the one with the uh, 25 posts and gave up. I'm not saying that I should be seeing their blog posts on the front page of Google. That's not what I'm saying. Um, I'm saying that they are falling into the same trap that I mentioned in the um, original episode. And, and I see that everywhere. Everybody's just trying to do manifestos, um, not even very specific. They don't know who they're catering to, who they're writing for, and that's why it's not giving them any extra traffic, and that's why they give up. And the, the reason why I put those, those very simple key terms into Google was to see, to show, to explain, and, and you, anybody can check that out and see that listings like lists are usually the, the 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 first page they populate most of the first page and if you look at the ones where you see an actual blog post that has served the company or the website really well like the if you see a blog post on the first page check that out and sort of try to understand why it's there and that will really help yeah so um yeah that's 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 what i was trying to say i'm not yeah, like, not saying, look at this blog post. This look at this blog feed. It's bad. See, they're not even on page one on Google. That's not what I'm saying. Right? I'm saying, I'm saying, look at all these mistakes that I just said you shouldn't be doing on this blog post. And saying, look, I said listings are lists do well on blog uh, do well on Google. So yeah, yeah, that's that's hard to beat, right? So the conclusion is. You gotta make sure you know your niche and know your audience and write specifically for them is what I'm trying to say. All right. So just to clarify that, I hope you stuck around to to the end because there's like what three three sections to this video. I'm not video. Fuck it. Uh, to this um recording a uh, podcast. So, uh, yeah, I'll sign off again. This is the third time signing off. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>